welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Kia Orion, coming to you live and direct from the parents' crib from the Albertson Rogers Rehab Facility, wearing a shirt this time around, no hat, rocking the baldy. Uh, I wanted to do a podcast, even if this is a little bit, um, it's going to be a little bit less structured, less about the business this time, more of just kind of a life update on the adventure back home and uh, how things have been going the past few days, kind of settling in and where um, I'm kind of taking things with the, with the music and the beats and having a few days to kind of recalibrate, think about things, what's next. So if you are a regular listener, thank you for tuning in. As always, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me and I appreciate that. Um, my name is Kia Orion. I make music. I'm a beat maker, producer, sing a little bit, rap a little bit here and there, and just overall lover of life at this point. Uh, it's pretty crazy now being back in the Spence. I'm from a, I currently live in Chiang Mai, Thailand, but I'm from a small town in upstate New York. And it's been cool kind of settling back in there. I love coming back here. I feel like it's always a nice kind of reset, helps me just get in touch with the energy I had growing up, it's it's way out in the middle of nowhere. My dad's kind of a cool hippie guy, so we grew up um, out out like our. You can't see anything from where I live, so uh, maybe one of these days I'll do a vlog, show you around the 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 spot. But it's pretty pretty remote, so out here you kind of just get to you turn inward. And I've been had a, had a chance to reflect over the past couple of days, and uh, I want to share some of that with you. But taking it from the top. The trip back here was pretty dope, and by dope, I mean rough. Obviously, the last vlog I shot in the airport on the way back, and that was, it was like a 15, 16-hour flight back from China, and I connected in China, and then from China to JFK, and man, made me think about those those first-class tickets might be worth it just to drop a grand just to be able to sleep on one of those fucking flights, because it's, I I. I realize now I'll pay a little bit extra in all seriousness to get an aisle seat. First class is still a way away, but uh, sleeping in that window, it's nice having the window, but then if you know me, you know I pee like every six, seven minutes. So I have to like, you would have been proud. You would have been proud because I only got everybody up like once or twice uh, to run out. But I just, on those long flights, I like being able to get up and stretch my legs and at least I wasn't in the middle seat. So beggars can't be choosers, but Man, it's uh, it's definitely not something I want to do often. That flight is a bit of a bitch. But anyways, made it back to New York. And uh, interesting thing about that too, I feel like I'm too close to you guys, man. Get up, just get, get up out my space. Uh, is I feel so safe in Chiang Mai and in Thailand. This is actually what I was talking to my boy Big Germ about yesterday. Shout out Germ one time. Uh, he dope. Uh, one of my OGs from Ithaca, who is the director of the Youth Advocate Program in Ithaca, took me out for a slice, and we chopped it up. And um, yeah, he's a good dude. So schooled me on some other on some life shit. But anyway, so I was ch- talking to Jeremy about it yesterday, about how I've, I'm I'm spoiled now in Chiang Mai because I I do feel so safe that it's something I don't know what it is about whether it's the Buddhist part of the culture and or what it is, but there's something about it that just, you, it's the type of place where you'll forget your phone in a cafe, and 
then someone will pick it up and call you and be like, hey, did you forget your phone? This is where it is, X, Y, and Z, compared to in Brooklyn when I was in the cafe and I put my phone up. This was years ago, right up next to me. And I turn away for a second and look back and somebody had stolen it. So it's strange that now being back in New York, I feel safer in Chiang Mai than I do in New York. And it's it was weird coming back to JFK because I feel like I got back and already kind of my spidey senses were tingling. You feel me? Like I was already like, okay, just, man, there's something about the States and in New York too. Shit is real that in Southeast Asia, don't get it twisted. It's, you know, it can be, there, there are parts of it that are gritty, but on the whole, at least in my experience in Chiang Mai and Bangkok, it's been, I've, I feel very safe and it's not until I come back to the States and I'm in Port Authority that I start to feel like people are going to try to take shit from me or whatever. So that's just kind of an interesting thought. But uh, talking to Jeremy, we were talking, reflecting on Chiang Mai yesterday, and it's strange the kind of the idea that you have of it compared to actually living out there, just a very different place. So coming back was good. Uh, the past few days I was in, when I first landed, I touched down in New York uh, and kicked with mom. She was in New York City too, doing some stuff for uh, Cornell. Mom, mom works for Cornell, so she was doing some, uh, you know, doing her thing. But met up with moms for a bit. We got some popping dinner at this soul food spot called Sylvia's up in Harlem and that was absolutely delicious. I missed, I got some baked catfish and some collard greens, some mashed potatoes, and I missed American food. We had some steaks last night. I haven't had red meat in I don't know how many months. And so it's really nice being able to be back and kind of getting my grub on and talking to people that speak English again and just everything, kind of settling back into the state, the vibe here. Another thing, though, that's crazy is I spent... I. In my first two days in New York, getting my phone plan sorted out again, taking the train, uh, I went out to Reconnect Cafe. I used to work at this this dope little nonprofit called Reconnect in Brooklyn, went out, kicked with, with Big E, a couple guys from there, and just from a day and a half, two days in New York, I spent as much as I'd spend in a week in Bangkok, and that's in Bangkok, food, housing, tourist attractions, transportation, everything. It's just really gives you some perspective so yeah but kind of back now settling into things for the holidays uh back in back in the 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 rehab facility upstate and kind of touching base with some folks trying to do a couple link ups meetups while i'm home and then also trying to spend this time because i'm gonna bounce back to philly uh in a few weeks and then when i'm in philly possibly if i can bounce back over to new york i have to take care of some stuff for my my visa but while I'm up here, kind of doing some recalibrating, thinking about, this is something I was thinking about today when I was in the shower, thinking about, I was like, what kind of business stuff do I want to talk about on the podcast today? And part of it is, because this is kind of how I work out my thoughts too, is with you all, and you guys give me feedback on, on stuff, how to take it, where to take it. And I realized that I don't, I, I love, I love making the beats. And when I really dial it in, I sometimes I feel like I'm all over the place. I'm trying to get my Instagram content up, speaking of content. I just dropped a song that I probably should have led with this. I dropped my song, Bad For You. Uh, peep it on all streaming platforms everywhere. Uh, it's a joint. I'm really proud of the mixing. It's, I don't think it's the best song I've ever wrote. Don't think it's the best beat I've ever made. I do think it's a good song, but what I'm most proud of, I do think it's the best song I've ever mixed. And that's where being crafty, you kind of have to learn 
to do all these things if you don't have a lot of money. So now I've had to learn how to mix, how to produce, how to write, all that stuff just because I'm fucking broke. But it's cool because now I'm, I'm finally kind of starting to come together where beats I can be like, okay, that beat sounds good. Or uh, with the vocals, I'm like, this isn't complete trash at this point. So it's nice to see the progress. So peek that if you want to, bad for you everywhere. I'll link it in these show notes. You already know what it is. But uh, making beats and kind of where I want to take the business stuff is kind of two approaches. So I'm pulling a Kanye West where long story or long term, I'd love to be an artist and be able to sing and rap and produce and blah, blah, blah. Just do my own thing under my name, Keo Ryan. Like I'd love to be my own man. But I found that I I like to make that music just for me. I'm not trying to appeal to everybody. I don't like to make music for anybody else other than myself because that at the end of the day is the, my the most true raw form that I have of art is the art that I make for me. And so that I'll forever do just for me because I love it. And if you, it resonates with you, that means the world to me. But it's not something where I'm ever going to be chasing trends, chasing hits, I, that's not ever something I want to make for somebody else when it comes to my actual music, whether it's vocals, raps, whatever. I'm down to collaborate, things of that nature, but that I, I hold that very close to the chest. That is, uh, that's, that's everything to me. That's precious. I write when I feel inspired. I make songs that I want to when I feel inspired. I don't overthink them too much. If it's raps, I'm just trying to talk shit. I'm going to talk shit. If I feel like singing my little heart out, I'm going to sing that is just something that I found works for me because that way the, there's no pressure and that way I can release it. I like my inspiration comes in waves where it'll make boom, I'll, I'll catch one of those moments. You can tell you're in a magic moment and I'm like, okay, I need to crank this out. And if I don't finish it in that day or a few days, you start, I already start to, I fall in and out of, in and out of love with songs really quickly and in and out of love just in general really quickly. I'm a guy that falls really fast, if you know me, uh, which is maybe uh, just how I work. But that I that is something I keep on the side I'll do just for kilo. And I that's my end goal is to be able to have enough uh, support financially to be able to make music that I love and also uh, – release that in a way that I have full control over the release. But on the other hand, I found that people didn't really respond well to my personal music, but people respond well to the beats and to the music and the instrumentals. And that is an element that I really, I can still stretch those creative muscles, but I don't mind as much making beats for other artists. I really like that idea. And I, I talk about being one the hip hop Phil Collins, just because I love 80s grand pianos and machine drums, but also being Dr. Dre in that sense. I, I love that idea of being able to have my own career and my own personal music, but then also I really like the idea of enabling and collaborating and working with other artists or working with brands or whatever. I feel like the being able to make the music without my, my vocals on it just allows all these other avenues, whether that's with commercial music or companies or artists, like just to be able to create music is such without is such a cool tool that I that I don't mind working with artists for that I get really inspired by thinking about, okay, so this is the song you want. You send me an instrumental and say, okay, how can I make something for you? That that 
will get me just as inspired sometimes as my own stuff. And it's nice because I'm not always super inspired to write, you know, when it comes to lyrics and songs. If I write every day, a lot of my songs kind of end up sounding similar. And so I like, I love to write and do that too, but this is just kind of another avenue that I found I really enjoy pursuing. And that's been something where I'm like, how can I get the most bang for my buck out of this in the sense of commercial music is dope and I like to pursue that element, but it's not, I, I don't feel super inspired always by commercial music. Uh, I, and, and when it comes to making music for artists, when it comes to like leasing beats online, I'm very fortunate that I have my English gigs, so I don't really need to make much money leasing beats online. So I don't have to just like crank out shitload of trap beats. I just kind of make beats that I think are dope and then reson- uh, artists that that resonates with then reach out to me and I'll work with them. But when I think about, and I got this from Gary V. I really like this, the difference between hunting and farming and kind of the balance there where you, if you, if you farm too much, then you're kind of missing out on other things that might be out there that you would need to go and get. And if you're hunting too much, you're always on the move, boom, boom, boom. You never have that time to settle down and really like build your shit. So that's kind of where I am is building. I'm trying to build this, you know, the thousand true fans, build the community, build my, build my brand. I don't like that word, but for lack of a better term, build my brand, but then also balancing that with actively hunting. And that I think I've spent so much time in the past farming. I'm an active farmer. I really like to you, you give me all the time in the world, I'm just going to make music all day, every day, go on long walks and work out because that's what I like to do. But running a business, you also got to hunt. And so now I'm trying to spend more time actively hunting and that's hand-to-hand combat in the DMs, hitting up people you know, every night, blah, 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 or reaching out to vloggers, YouTubers, whatever. But the hunting is really where I'm trying to dial it in and say, what am I trying to hunt? You know, What do I like to eat? Do I like the water buffalo? Do I like the mammoth? Am I trying to hunt saber-toothed tigers? Like, what am I, where do I focus this? I only have so much time in the day. How can I really dial this in on who I want to work with? And and, and thinking about that a lot, I've found, especially being out here, it's the nice thing about Chiang Mai and up here at home in, in at home in upstate New York is you kind of get removed from the noise. When I'm in New York, when I'm in Philly, when I'm in the cities, it does. I do find it a bit distracting, um, because you. I do find the allure of making stuff that is popular. Uh, it kind of starts to seep into my brain, or you see stuff, and you're constantly around other people, talking to other people. That I like. I appreciate that, but I also like the insulation where I can just turn inward and say, "This is my same thing on life." Is being like, "What? What moves me? What do I love?" Who do I want to work with? Where do I really want to take this? Um, fuck everybody else. What what does it mean? What does it mean for me? And when I think about who I want to work with, I love hip hop. Hip hop, uh, you know, hip hop and rap. That's where it started for me. But I don't. Uh, there's so much other music that I really love, and I'm not. The, the older I get, the less I, f- I fall out of love with like the super lyrical bars, like ah, 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 rap type of shit. 
because I've started to then become more self-aware of who I am and really, really get in tune with what's meaningful for me. And I appreciate those dudes that can just spit 128 bars off top and it's all gritty. But my reality is so far from move, so far removed from that that that's not truly me. I, I I still put on some like Eminem, just don't give a fuck shit, and it like does it for me. But when it comes with working with artists, it's for me what I find really inspiring these days are singers, are I still like working with rappers, but people that are people that are willing to push boundaries, people willing to experiment, and. I think because I'm not a great singer, I really respect people that can sing. And that, I've found, is an avenue and a lane that I find inspiring because there are so many dope rappers out there, but they're constantly getting hit up all the time by producers like myself that I I found that they're almost they're kind of jaded in a way where like if I send them stuff, they're like, yeah, 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 little dude, like whatever, I'll get to it. Or I I don't love because I do because I do study rap shit so much, it's I'm much less impressed by most rappers. Like you really gotta be nice or be different or be doing something experimental for me to be like, oh, that's cool. Because if you're just a regular rapper, dude, like I could, I hear that all the time. It just doesn't do it. The regular trap shit just doesn't do it for me anymore. And so I'm, I, and there are so many, so many shitty rappers. So many shitty rappers. I, it hurts my heart. There, I'm like, can you just take some time to try to hone the pen a little bit? So many shitty rappers, man. It, it, it's painful. And so I don't like trying to appease to those people because I don't love their music. And I, I'm not that dude who's going to be like, dude, you're dope. Rap on this beat. I'm like, dude, you're trash. Could you please rap on this? I'm looking for money. So uh, rather than begging shitty SoundCloud rappers to try to use my stuff, I was like, let me find either rappers that I really fuck with that I'm like, I'd love to work with you, give you some of my stuff and help you with your platform or appeal more to singers because I think with my production as well I do have this kind of uh, like electronic fun up-tempo pop in hip-hop stuff but I also have I like that sort of uh, I like moody kind of drakey Khalid stuff or uh, drakey kind of Frank Ocean emotional stuff but I also like the Khalid um and the Daniel Caesar kind of more poppy stuff. I have an affinity for that stuff too, because I really I like those big records that not and not in like a Katy Perry sense, but I, I like I like those those I I those big pianos and um it feels larger than life a little bit. I do music just is it's so it's so inspiring to me that those like that I can create those big sounds and to be able to give that platform to people to me, I do find really appealing at this the point. So I'm trying to figure out, I've kind of dialed it in. I'm still working on it, but being like some rappers, yes, I'd love to work with some rappers, but 
one rappers because there are a bajillion beats out there they don't really want to pay you that much so it's not as lucrative unless there are people that really fuck with your beats which to my customers if you're listening to this shout out to you anyone who's paid me for a beat i fuck with you but i think targeting more i want to target people that maybe sing covers that want to move into original works so these are like women R&B soul pop singers that maybe play some guitar or play some keys and are beautiful singers but are looking for original instrumentals so that they can they can start their own they can write their own original work that is who I'm kind of toying with the idea of really pursuing that lane because one I think women are just doper than men, period. I hate to say it, but we all know you're smarter taking over the world. You heard it here first. I know you're doing it. You ain't fooling nobody. But uh, also, I feel like women, in my experience, easier to work with. I'd rather work with a, a woman who is like 23 and loves Frank Ocean and plays guitar and wants to make her own music than some kid who's like 16 thinks he's the shit and is like like loves Lil Uzi Vert and just like is I don't know trying to get face tats you know what I mean like it's just different the way hip-hop is going with what's cool and what's popping it's not necessarily my wave like that kind of like emo sad boy shit is not necessarily the wave I'm on as much as kind of I, listen I love my emo sad boy shit but but it more I'd like that more in singing or uh you know I'm I'm still key I love I always will love love songs and R&B kind of soulful stuff some Daniel Caesar type shit so that's kind of where I'm taking things with the music is really trying to figure out how to, how to focus on those folks and get that out there and build that audience as well as, so that's one demographic. Another one that I'm focusing on are content, YouTube and content creators. I found these are people that I've had. So if I'm hitting up rappers, I might hit up, uh, say DM a hundred rappers. I'll hear back from 30, and of those 30, like, three would actually be like, cool, I actually checked it out, this is dope. That would be like, yo, thanks, fam, fire emoji. And I'm like, fuck you. YouTube content creators, I've found, I'm like, yo, I love your stuff, I'd love to work with you, here's some music, What? what's up? And, like, if I hit up, say, 50 YouTube content creators, I'll hear back from, like, 45, and of those 45, 40 will be like, dude, I love your music, I'm more than happy to use these in my tune, or in my videos, and so it's, it's that idea of, of creating content that resonates with people, and that sort of content marketing, so that that brings in people that fuck with your content, but then also really trying to find an audience that digs your content so that or digs your art so that way you aren't trying to market you you aren't marketing to people that don't want your product you know what i mean if i'm selling toothbrushes i'm not going to try to sell that to people that don't brush their teeth they're like no nah, 
But if there pe- you know, if there's people that really, if I go to an orthodontist's office, I could probably sell some motherfucking toothbrushes. You feel me? So that's my podcast now. I'm about to bounce, going to town, meet up with a buddy for lunch. I don't want to be late, so I've got a jet. But thank you for tuning in. As always, I got more of these coming soon. I know this one was a little bit more kind of self-focused on me and where I'm at and what I'm doing, but. Hopefully there were some some uh, little snippets in there that you enjoyed and just to kind of this is just my audio journal and if there's anything that you gather from it along the way um, that then you know let me know because that always means a lot when you guys reach out so I'm back home rocking the baldy still got that winter beard coming up I'm in a tank top you already know what it is Keo Ryan Creative Content over and out peace. <laughs>